Happy holidays and welcome back to the Model Shop Podcast. My name is Theo and I'll be your host as we explore the early days of Walt Disney Imagineering. We'll get to know some incredible people, experience extinct attractions, and always be on the lookout for some extra pixie dust. I really appreciate your understanding about the change in posting schedule over the past couple of weeks. While December is the most wonderful time of the year, it is also the busiest time of the year for students. But we are now back with a very exciting episode of The Model Shop as we step inside our imagination time machine once again to spend the Christmas season at Disneyland over its first few years. Buckle up because we're going to be doing quite a bit of time traveling today. Welcome to the first ever Christmas celebration in Disneyland history. The year is 1955 and the crowd levels are, uncharacteristically for this time of year, extremely low. So low, in fact, that there is little money for the kind of Christmas extravaganza we're all used to today in the parks. You may notice the absence of the 60-foot-tall Christmas tree that we're all used to, but there is a, albeit much smaller, tree in the hub where the partner statue stands today. There is relatively simple garland hung around in different lands, and Sleeping Beauty's castle holds a beautiful wreath. The decorations are certainly less lavish than they are today, but there is still a similar sense of joy and excitement in the air that has nothing to do with decorations and everything to do with the season itself. Let's head over to the Main Street Bandstand, which has been renamed the Christmas Bowl for this special time of year, to listen to some of the carolers. You see, Walt Disney always knew that he wanted Christmas carolers to be a key part of the experience of Disneyland at Christmas. So even before the world-famous Candlelight Processional was born, he invited carolers from all over Southern California to come sing at Disneyland. If there's one Disneyland Christmas experience more iconic than the Candlelight Processional, it has simply got to be the Christmas parades. From the very beginning, there has been some sort of Christmas show at Disneyland. So even as we spend some Christmas time in the past, we won't have to miss this experience. The first Disneyland Christmas parade was actually a circus, the Christmas circus to be exact, and it contained all of the acts of a traditional circus with tightrope walkers and animals, as well as some uniquely Mickey Mouse Club touches with Mouseketeers joining in the circus group. The Christmas circus is actually a perfect example of the spirit that Walt Disney had. There was absolutely not enough money being brought in by Disneyland to afford any kind of Christmas spectacle, but Walt was insistent that there be something, performing some complex financial gymnastics to ensure that park guests in 1955 received as much Christmas cheer as possible, even though it cost him quite a bit of money. Now, we've arrived in 1960, and we have quite a bit to do and see here. Firstly, we have to see an all-new Christmas parade. Well, all-new to us. It actually began in 1958, and that is the Christmas in Many Lands Parade. It looks like it's just starting now, so let's find a good seat and watch it. This parade starts with a bang as the one and only Walt Disney rides down Main Street, waving enthusiastically at all of the guests. Then, each of the many lands, more commonly known as countries, show the way that they celebrate their winter holidays. 
Some countries' representatives ride in cars, others walk and carry banners, and still others ride horses, or in one case, camels, and in one case, they ride these horses standing up. All of them are wearing traditional holiday clothes from their country, and they have guitars, sombreros, thick winter coats, warm weather wear, and more. As country by country passes by and shares their holiday traditions, it feels almost as if we are riding It's a Small World holiday, years and years before it has even opened, showing that Disney really does never lose sight of its past ideas, even if the general public does. I had never heard of this Christmas parade until we time-traveled to see it, but it's such a cool idea, and I think it would be really fun if they brought something like that back in the parks. After our trip around the world, we are welcomed back home to Disneyland by a marching band playing classic Christmas songs, and, of course, the parade ends with Santa Claus and one of his elves riding down Main Street, much to the excitement of all of the children around us. Though this parade is incredible, we are not done with this year yet because we still have to witness the first year of the official candlelight processional with many of the most important details. Carolers at Disneyland were extremely popular for the first couple of years, and so Dr. Charles C. Hurt, the man behind the organization of all of said carolers, suggested that a bigger spectacle be made of them. In 1958, for the first time, carolers from 16 different choirs made their way down Main Street at dusk, hence the processional part, each holding a candle, hence the candlelight part. But we're here in 1960 because we want to see the first time that one of the most important aspects of the processional was added, and that is the celebrity host. From 1960 to today, there has been a celebrity host for each and every candlelight processional. Over the years, these celebrity hosts have ranged from Dick Van Dyke in a Mary Poppins promotion to Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton, Moana, and Encanto fame to one of the most common and beloved narrators who has returned year after year, year to Walt Disney World, Neil Patrick Harris. This year, though, we'll be seeing the first-ever narrator for the first-ever show on the steps of Main Street Station. In 1960, the first celebrity narrator was Dennis Morgan, a very well-known actor from the 1940s. Had we come a few years later, we would have seen the first living Christmas tree made up of choir members. And had we come quite a bit after that, this living tree would have been, as it is today, a place of honor for cast members who make the choir. Even in 1960, though, all cast members working at the parks are invited to try out for this magical Mary Choir position. Though I wish we could spend a day at every era of Disneyland during Christmas, that would take quite a while. So we're going to end our journey here in 1960 for this year. The first few years of Christmas at Disneyland really did shape a lot of what we love about Disneyland at Christmas. But there is still so much more to come, so... If you can wait this long, get excited for a more modern Christmas history of Disneyland coming next Christmas season. I'm sorry for all of the suspense, but I can't use up all of the Christmas history in just one episode because it would be a very long episode. I really hope that you enjoyed this trip into the Imagination Time Machine and that you're looking forward to celebrating whatever holidays you celebrate, however you celebrate them, this season. For some Pixie Dust today, I'm going to recommend a short on Disney Plus to watch that I think really captures all of the best parts of Disney and of Christmas.
It has themes of family and friendship, celebrates a whole variety of different traditions, and has songs that never fail to put me in the Christmas spirit. And that is Olaf's Frozen Adventure. I know it's definitely made for young kids, but it's adorable no matter what age you are, and I just love it so much, and I hope that you do too if you decide to check it out. I will see you all on Christmas Eve for a bit of a different happy place escape to finish off our holiday season here at the model shop. But until then, I hope you have a very merry few days and I will see you all real soon.